In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This morning in the Gospel reading, we have a, a quite a tremendous miracle that our Lord is able to work. And, and this miracle uh, actually occurs towards the beginning of his ministry, according to the Gospel of St. Luke. Uh, it's only in chapter 7 that this miracle happens. Uh, but it's quite an amazing miracle. A uh, young man has died... And he is the only son of a woman who is also a widow. So it's an incredibly tragic situation uh, that has happened. And the Lord is able to, by a word, raise this man up from the dead. And when he does so, the people who are there who witnessed this great event, uh, they look and they say two very important things. They say, a great prophet has arisen among us. And then they go perhaps a step further and say, God has visited his people. And in saying those two things, uh, the people who who witness this miracle are are kind of in a way of processing what has happened in front of them. They're trying to figure out what it is that is going on and who this person, Jesus, really is. And so as they do so, we can do so as well. And so when they look and they they say... uh, They say after this miracle, a great prophet has arisen among us. They might have been thinking about another story that they knew about that involved a widow, a a young son, and a prophet. And that would be, of course, the prophet Elijah. Lord willing, you all are a bit familiar with this story. It's actually one that we read uh, on Great and Holy Saturday as we are uh, preparing to celebrate Pascha and the destruction of death. We read about this uh, time in the Old Testament where someone is raised from the dead by the prophet Elijah. And it happens back in the Old Testament in Third Kingdoms or First Kings chapter 17. And Elijah had just warned everybody that there was going to be a terrible drought. And uh, during the drought, the Lord told Elijah, don't worry, you go to the brook, stay in the cave, and you will be taken care of. Well, ravens, it said, would come and would feed uh, Elijah. And then, of course, the brook dries up because there's no rain. The brook dries up. And the Lord comes to Elijah again, and he says, don't worry, go to Zarephath. And there you'll find a widow, and she will take care of you. And so he goes to Zarephath, and there he sees a woman who he discerns to be uh, the widow that the Lord had told him about. And she's gathering firewood, and, and Elijah tells her, he says, I'm thirsty. Bring me some water. And so she goes, and she brings him some water. And he says to her, I'm hungry. Bring me some bread. Bring me a little cake. And she looks at him, and she says... I'm here gathering firewood. I have just enough flour and oil in order to to make one little cake for my son and I, and we're going to eat it, and we are going to die. And Elijah looks at her and says, Take courage. First go and make me a little cake. Then go and take flour and oil and make one for you and your son, and the Lord will make it so that those bins that you have of flour and oil... They won't be uh, empty until after this drought is over. And so she goes and she makes the cake for Elijah. She goes and she makes the the cake for uh, she and her son. And sure enough, that bin stays uh, full and stays uh, uh, able for them to be able to use over the course of the entirety of that drought. While they're still going through this, 
and the young son gets sick and he dies. And the widow brings the, the boy to Elijah and says, what did you do? I could, we could have died together. And yet you kept us alive. Your God kept us alive and my son still died. What are you going to do? And he says, bring me the boy. So she brings the corpse to Elijah and he goes and he takes the boy, puts him in his room on his bed. And the scripture says that Elijah stretches out over him three times and says, O Lord, restore the soul of your servant. And finally he does. And just like it says in the gospel this morning, it says he gave the son back to his mother, risen from the dead. And so these people, when they see this raising of uh, this widow's son, they're thinking a great prophet has arisen among us. Just like Elijah, just like the one who raised that young son from the dead uh, of that, that uh, woman uh, at the time of the drought uh, those many years before. Just like that, our Lord, the Lord has visited his people through his prophet. When they say the step further and say God has visited his people, they are saying something perhaps even more profound and saying uh, something even more deep than this person Elijah who was able to raise them from the dead. And they didn't even realize what they were saying because, of course, as I mentioned, this was at the beginning of our Lord's ministry. And so they didn't, I'm sure they didn't realize that they were standing in front of and speaking to God in the flesh. But when they say that phrase, God has visited his people, and they think about this interaction that Elijah had with the woman in raising the, uh, her son from the dead, there is one word in the gospel that really helps us to understand and tie it all in together about who God is and what he has done from the beginning of time, from Adam and Eve in the garden, the woman and her son with Elijah, and the woman and her son here at this moment. And that word is compassion. Because there in the gospel it says that Jesus looked and had compassion upon this woman and her son. Now, when we think about that word compassion, we might think he had pity on them. Or, oh, I feel so bad for you. That's sort of a, of a compassion, right? The word that is actually used there in Greek is a word that means that he was struck to his very core. That in his being, and in fact if you look up the, the, the definition of the Greek word that it's there, it says that it struck him in his bowels. Right in his very being, he was so struck and moved that he, had, he knew that he had to do something. Because remember, in this instance, unlike so many other miracles that our Lord does, nobody asked him to do it. It wasn't that the mother had come and said, please heal my son, please raise him from the dead. The people of the town didn't come and say, please raise this boy up from the dead. His poor mother, she's all alone by herself. Nobody had come and asked Jesus to do anything, and yet he had compassion. He was so moved in his spirit that he had to do what needed to be done in order to restore healing and peace to this family. And so he goes, and it says he touches the coffin. His, the physical presence of God is there. Touches the gospel and says, young man, arise. And just like the, in Elijah, he presents the son to his mother. Compassion. 
compassion, the compassion of God. And brothers and sisters, that is something that we desperately need to remember. We need to remember that our Lord has the power to raise the dead to life. But we also need to remember that he doesn't just do it because he can. He doesn't just do it because he has the power to do so. That the reason that he came, the reason that he restores the dead to life is because of his immense compassion at our situation. God has not abandoned us. We need to say, just like those people who experienced this miracle, God has visited his people. And to remember that God has that compassion and that God has not abandoned us in whatever situation, in whatever difficulty that we might find ourselves, even though it might feel like it. He has not abandoned us. And brothers and sisters, I'll say one last thing. In this series here, we can remember those two widows. And we can remember those two sons who were raised from the dead. But when we think about the entirety of the scripture, when we think about the entirety of the work of salvation that Christ did in this world, we can also think of another widow and her dead son. And we can go to those for true healing and comfort. If we look at the cross of Christ, if we look at the funeral procession of Christ, it very well parallels the one that we hear in the gospel this morning. You have a widow and you have a dead son. The widow, of course, that I'm speaking about that we can turn to and run to is the mother of God. Because on the day that she carried her son from the cross to the tomb, she herself was a widow. Joseph the betrothed had already departed this life, as we know from the scripture, because our Lord entrusted our patron, John, to care for his mother. That would not have happened if Joseph had still been alive. So Mary, at that point, was a widow. And she was carrying her dead son to the tomb. That son will also be given life. But the difference between those other the, those sons that we heard about today and the one who is of Mary, we all know that in his resurrection not only does he have life, but all of us have life as well. And so this morning when we can think about the widow and the son, we can remember the power of God. We can remember the compassion of God. But when we go a little bit further and we remember the widow and the son, we remember that our Lord from the very beginning has been working to give the dead life. We saw it with Elijah. We saw it with Christ this morning in the gospel. And we see it in the way that we know the outcome of this world will be, where all suffering, all sorrowing, all sickness will be destroyed and will come to an end. Remember the power and compassion of God in the widow and, her, and their son, the two widows and their sons, and turn to the widow, Mary, and turn to her son, Christ, so that we too might have life, so that our dead, we the dead, might one day be raised to life by the raising of that widow's son. 
Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.